Hey. There we go. Welcome to the GT sessions. Now I've realised what's making a noise in my background, and I'm going to turn that off. That's distracting. Okay. Right, we are live on the podcast and on Facebook, and we're going to be talking about bees in bonnets. We're going to be talking about all sorts of things. Um, Gerda's mm -hmm. got a, a stark raving mad bee in her bonnet. So we're going to be handing over to you. How have you been, though, first and foremost? Very, very well. Very well. I just, I promised people on my Facebook page it's going to be on there. So I'm just going to share to my Facebook page. Okay. You share do on a page you manage. <clears throat> okay, there we go. Just going to um, live right now. Live right I will now. update the title later on, but at least people can then join in. They can join yes, in. And we can keep an eye on, on any questions and things like that and comments as we go, and I will do the same in a second. Mm. Um, mm. We are still in the thick of the coronavirus, as is the rest of the world. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so I guess, you know, one of the things that Gerda and I are going to be talking about today, we've possibly already touched on um, even in our last episode, but we feel it's important enough to touch on it again, don't we? Certain things need to be repeated. You know, even in life, sometimes you need to learn the same lesson over and over because mm -hmm. sometimes you're not ready to hear it the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, I've just noticed it is 17 minutes past 12. We did start talking to one another like probably two <laughs> minutes past 12. But yeah. that's what happens when we get to talking and then we just get stuck into all the stuff that's happening. And we go, oh, my goodness, we need to press live and share this with the peoples, exactly. right? Because that is the purpose of this podcast, to actually mm -hmm. share with the public those bees in our bonnets. So, um, yes, something that needs to be maybe delved in a bit deeper is something that both myself and you have been picking up consistently and um I mean, for some context, both of us have been speaking to our communities about, you know, um, pivoting. Um, I've been speaking about <clears throat> diversifying your income streams specifically. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been talking a lot about doing things differently, all of that yep. type of stuff, yep. really thinking creatively, but still whilst culling in between the lines of our, especially mental health professionals, our rules, but even for general business people, you know, there's still certain rules that, that we need to navigate, but still yep. being creative in yep. that process. And what, what I have started to notice, and, and I think you might have too, is that when people actually get to that place where they go, yes, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to start thinking creatively. I'm going to start pivoting. I'm going to do something that's a little bit different to how it's normally done. Because let's face it, in our industry, particularly mental health and allied health, we get very much into a rut in, in terms of this is what sessions looks like. This is how our services look like. And that's what we do. And now we've got people becoming brave, starting to do things a bit differently and what's happening. Rah, 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 rah. Other people are coming down on them yep. like a ton of flipping bricks, trying to put them in their little box, trying to tell them they're doing the wrong thing. And oh my golly, when they throw that, you are being an ethical card. I just lose it. Lose it. This is me losing it very professionally, <laughs> right? So whilst keeping it all under me, yeah. under contained. Because it's like we as mentors and coaches work so hard mm. to encourage 
people to think creatively so that their businesses can survive. And then when they take that step for them to be like cut down to size because somebody else is uncomfortable with it, Mm. that's just so disappointing and so frustrating. And often that comes from other peers and colleagues. Yep. Yep. Usually. I think yes. what I what I know what I know from talking to my business coaching clients and you'll know the same from talking to yours is that whenever whenever a business owner makes a decision to do something slightly differently they usually go through a huge emotion over a long period of time depending on what the decision is and what the factors are bearing down on the business owner and how quickly they need to pivot but what I'm seeing at the moment is a lot of business owners making some pretty pretty drastic changes to how their businesses operate whether that's in mental health like our profession or whether it's you know some of the businesses that I'm seeing do incredible things outside of mental health such as in the hospitality industry at the moment and I, I think it irks me most when people start accusing or judging or criticizing mm. the business business owners are making and private practice owners are making um needs to go into a big business decision that they're making and so i think in our profession when that ethics card gets thrown around a lot um i think it's a very it's a very um what's the word i'm looking for here um, I don't know, I can't find the right word, but it, it, it drives me crazy because I know that nine times out of 10, these conversations are happening in online forums and there's usually been a bit of a snapshot of what's going on for that business owner. It might be a post that they've put up. It might be a comment that mm. they've made. It might be even be a question that they've asked seeking guidance. And mm. when we approach those conversations from a harsh judgmental perspective, we're mm. knocking the feet out from someone who's already going through um, a decision-making yeah. process and they're all already worried themselves enough about doing the right thing. So my, my stance is, you know, to have a compassionate and generous approach. And mm. certainly if someone's asking a question, is this unethical? And it actually is. And if I know that it is, I will say, mm. look, according to our mm. code of ethics, this is what's the right thing. Here's what's the wrong thing. But when someone's asking um, or someone's announcing that they've made a business decision and they're pretty excited about it, to cut them down at the knees because you've interpreted what they've said one way, mm. which may or may not be accurate, yep. but mind you, I don't know. I, I guess the rashness of that, the, the, the rapid fire, you know, the keyboard warrior kind of approach mm. to that really drives me a bit batty. You know, it's, it's, um, it's hundred percent. I'm even struggling with, with my words because I, I think it's so in our mind, it's so far-fetched. Um, like, how, how can you even do that, right? It's like it doesn't make sense. How can you not be supportive of a fellow practice owner? Because as you said, they've already gone through all the reflection, the decision-making, yeah, right? All of that stuff. And, um, you know, you don't have all the details. And there's a mm-hmm. way of asking a question if you're concerned, Right. And I think when we are speaking in online groups and on the internet, we need to be so much more mindful of how we are talking to people. 
Yes, mm. right? Because things can be taken the wrong way. So you need to mm. be, you know, use your clinical skills. How would you reflect to a client <laughs> if you're yeah. uncertain about whether they're making the right decision rather mm. than just going, bam, get mm. back into your little box. And you know what? I often think when people throw that ethics card, it's because they've got nothing else to throw right? They've got nothing else. It's, it's almost like it's the Hail Mary. I don't like what you're doing. So I'm telling mm. you you're unethical. And, and people mm. think it's like a get out of free, get out of jail free card. Like the same with, mm. with contracts and negotiations and stuff. They think if they go, it's unethical. It's like, I mean, it might be your opinion on it. Doesn't yeah. mean yeah. it is unethical. It doesn't make it unethical, you know. Mm. So you also need to accept that just because you think something is unethical doesn't mean it is. And and that's a problem with ethics, right? Ethics was one of the toughest subjects at university yes. because it was always such curly questions. It's like I can give them ten answers which I think could be right. What mm. is it that they want? Because there's certain parts of it that's very black and white. And then there's other parts that's not black and white mm. at all. It's like all the 50 shades of gray, that's right? It. Let's just go there. <laughs> and, and, and it's within the 50 shades of gray section that people differ on their interpretation mm. of it. Um, and just like people's values are going to be different, the interpretations are going to be different. And that's why I always encourage people, if you are unsure, to ask, you know, mm. and to ask in our Facebook groups. But I also expect the community then to gently support that person if they are unsure. Mm. And of mm. course, that's why we have mentors and coaches and clinical mm. supervisors. Um, but if you're going to ask an ethics question related to business, I suggest not going to a clinical supervisor unless they actually run their own yeah. business, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a completely different ballgame. That's it. So, And I think yeah. it's important to note, you know, yes, we do have some ethical um obligations that aren't just guidelines they're actually legislated so you know as a as a registered mental health or physical health professional no you may not have a sexual relationship with your patients uh, but a lot of the ethics um think of a real in fact i was having a conversation with members of my launceston team this morning and they do a lot of rural outreach mental health work, uh, where they're often uh, in some communities, they're the only mental health professional in some, some of the communities they visit. Um, and, you know, we'll talk. with a client so you can't be their mm. you can't be their their therapist and their their teacher or their employer mm. or or their partner. Um, now, the guidelines state that we really shouldn't be involved in um, a relationship, a professional relationship with more than one member of a family you know, in terms of separate therapeutic relationships. Mm. It, it just creates a conflict of interest. Mm. But it doesn't mean it's unethical to do so. Now, in a lot of cases with my rural clinicians, if they're the only mm. mental health service available and the two individual people present with with situations that can be treated separately mm. and mm. they explain all the ethical obligations around confidentiality and all of that stuff and yeah. they do their level best to keep it as clear as they can and to avoid to name up mm. and avoid any potential conflicts of interest the ethics would be in not providing that service you know the question mm -hmm. the ethical question is about what about if they choose not to provide that service and again, it doesn't mean it's unethical to not deliver a service if you feel that it's not appropriate to do so. So a lot of the goals 
guidelines to help shape your professional behavior, but you still at the end of the day need to make a judgment call about what's right for you, what's right for your client. Hat and the business owning mm -hmm. hat, sometimes they do come into conflict. Um, yeah. I'm thinking at the moment, my hairdresser here, I, I love to call them my hairdresser. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> um, <clears throat> They closed um, their doors mm -hmm. very early on, very early on, actually, mm -hmm. um, before mm -hmm. they were required to do so in the, during the pandemic. And they've just announced that they are reopening their doors and they've made it really clear what they're doing for um, mm -hmm. hygiene and social, just how they're managing the situation as best they can, basically. And it left me wondering, I wonder what other than their profession would have to say about their decision mm. to reopen their doors. Um, you know, and I think no doubt they have agonised over this decision and they've weighed up mm. all the pros and cons. They're allowed to open. Hairdressers mm. are allowed to be open. Um, so I think, you know, it doesn't matter which profession mm. we're in. There are going to be people who have an opinion. Mm. And nine times out of ten, it's just based on I wouldn't choose to do that myself. That doesn't yeah. make the other person wrong. It doesn't mm. make the other person wrong. And it certainly doesn't make the other person's business decision unethical just because you disagree with it. And I think that's the, mm. the pause button that we don't press mm. quickly enough mm. you know, when we're being yeah. a keyboard warrior. And we can all fall into that trap sometimes, I think. But, you know, generally mm. speaking, we need to mm. pause a little bit, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's about knowing what the rules are. Like knowing where's the line of the rule, like talking about coloring in between the lines. This is the mm. rule, you know, as some people choose to color all the way to the line, right? Fill it right up. They're not scared of the line, but they don't cross it. Yeah. Whereas other people, I don't know, maybe, maybe they just come from fear. Maybe they just want to do 100% the right thing. I don't know. You know, lots of stuff goes into our perceptions and our interpretation, but it's like, they're leaving this whole white space between the line and where they are, right? Because yep. that line is very scary, maybe, for some reason. Um, you know, again, people are different. But doesn't, again, it doesn't mean that because somebody colors all the way to the line that they're doing the wrong thing. Yep. They just, yep. you know, they're a bit bolder. That's okay. Our personalities yep. are all different. Yep. Our, yep. our tolerance for risk is different right and and there's so many mm. things that 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 comes into our makeup um but it's about knowing that what is the rules and as long as you're clear on that um then you make an informed yep. decision as to you know how far you want to go as long as you stay within in the lines of the rules that I is set so. by the government right now set by our, our regulatory bodies right now and mm -hmm. i think you know like talking about your hairdresser you know for them that's showing leadership right and it's very scary yes yeah. um, stepping up yeah. into that role of going you know we want to keep our people um, in jobs we want to keep our business open we want to service our, mm. our clients how do we do this in a safe way within mm. the rules is set out by really the powers that be that is doing all the research that has all the information you know um, I do think there needs to be a sense of trust in the government and uh, whether you like them or not, um, whether it's your political party or not, there has to be at least some sense of mm. trust in that when they give us these rules, yep. that they haven't just sucked that out of their thumb, right? It's coming from somewhere. And I would hope <laughs> that in Australia, 
you know, uh, in Australia, I feel very confident in whomever's in government yeah. that they're making the best decisions for their citizens, yeah. right? And I know a lot of people disagree with that. I, I just so. need to listen to ScoMo's live stream to see everybody that hates his guts and disagree with what he's saying. But of I, I'm always thinking those guys <laughs> know more than me about the research, right? So yes. I'm going to go with yes. their rules. Yes. Yes, I, I think politics is a really good example of this where people are quite happy to express an opinion just because they disagree. I read an interview uh, or an article yesterday, actually, and they were talking about um, Professor Sutton, who's the chief medical officer here in Victoria. Mm. And he, there was just this tiny little quote from him, um, but it reflected a conversation that my husband had been having, actually, with some people in Tasmania um, linked to the medical profession there as well. Mm. Um, and, and he mentioned the sleepless nights of Wayne. And people were outraged when they cancelled the Grand Prix. Mm. On in Italy and in New York and his own experience as a medical professional having worked mm. in Kenya and and various you know, third world communities and being an expert in public health and he was terrified of mm. the horrific fatality numbers of fatalities we were facing if we didn't act quickly here in Australia mm. and um, you know so it was really a lovely insight into the weighing up process you know he, him and his yeah. sleepless nights and and the horror he felt mm. at, at what was coming if if they didn't get in quick enough and um you know and he said something about um lying awake at night hoping and and, and fearful that had we done enough you know had enough mm. been done and you know and i can and i can see that everyone's going to have an opinion everyone's now all the pressure that the government's under to start reopening things and, and loosening restrictions mm. and forgetting people forget it only takes one person for mm. this pandemic to get out of control um um and i think i think it doesn't matter what profession you're in. It doesn't matter mm. what what your or your um, you know your your industry, your your business. When you have to make a really big decision, whether it's your billing practices mm. or whether it's your marketing mm. choices, whatever it might be, it's. It's, it's, it's difficult and people wrestle with those decisions every day. Mm. And so I think um, we spend half our life, I think, in business, you know, fearful of criticism and judgment, but we do it anyway. Mm. And so yeah. I think when people do throw criticism and judgment around, I think they need to perhaps mm. pause mm. and, like I said before, pause and think, hang on a minute, if the shoe was on the other foot and someone was criticising my business choice, how would I feel? So I think it's exactly a bit of generosity exactly. of spirit needed sometimes to slow that process yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and the thing is, you know, I didn't see it as, as my um, job to make all these big decisions because I, I don't have the capacity to do the research. So I rely on the government to give me mm. their best 
inputs and rules and regulations, mm-hmm. but it most certainly is my and every other business owners there, our decision to go, okay, so based on all of these things, what's the right stuff? What's the right thing for me to mm-hmm. do if yeah. my goal is to keep my doors open? Right. That's if right. that's your goal, if your goal is to go into hibernation, then you're going to make a different plan. Right. But yep. if it is your goal to stay open, to make sure that money's coming into the bank so you can pay your bills and pay your team. And especially in our industry of mental health and allied health, you know, we exist to help people mm. to serve our clients and taking all of that away. I mean, just taking work away in general, that's such a big purpose of our lives. Right. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I, I, I would always fight it would be very hard for me to give that up, right? So yeah. as a business owner, I would always be fighting in terms of how can I think within the rules creatively yeah. Yeah. to better support people, to give them options. And yes, that might be different to what we used to, but you know what? It is okay. As long as I follow the rules, it is okay. Um, and then I would respectfully ask other people not to judge me for yeah stepping up and going I'm making a plan and this is the best way forward and I think what we will see in history shows and I know it's hard to see it right now but during these times this is really the time that innovation we will see the innovation happening right in a couple of months time I'm just looking at all the the psychologists and allied health professionals now doing telehealth who would never have done it right whom would never have taken that step. And I know it's an adjustment, but it's going to be old hat in six months mm-hmm. time. And they're going to go, I can't believe I haven't done that years ago. It's, it's so easy. Look it's, at all these benefits. I know, right? <laughs> and it's, I think it's exciting. I think it's really super mm. exciting to see. And I've talked before mm. about this innovation. From my perspective, I feel, okay, it's a pandemic now. That's what's forcing all of us. We're all in the same situation. We're all mm. in is making decisions mm today that affect our businesses because of what's going on right now but if you're in business it doesn't need to be a pandemic it can be any other crisis in your business Mm. in your individual business that will force you to make decisions that improve the long the chances of your business's survival right it could be staffing crises it could be financial issues it could be any a competitor opening up next door, it could be any number of mm. different things that impact your business and force you to get creative and innovative. It's just a, mm. so in terms from a business perspective, I think that's the only real difference mm. right now. But with businesses, yeah. yes, we all need to make these difficult decisions and, and get creative. And when we don't do that, we stagnate and we become, you know, we mm. become. Um, Toys R Us and all of these big, Mm -hmm. big companies Mm -hmm. that died because they failed to innovate in time to catch the Mm -hmm. online bandwagon and all of the uh, online social media marketing and so on. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm talking to a friend at the moment who's a makeup artist and she has her own um, cosmetics company and Mm -hmm. um, she is she and I are going to be doing something soon. It should be a bit of fun. Um, I'm going to be buying a kit. Of, I'm going to buy a kit of makeup from her and, yeah. um, and she's going to jump on a zoom call with me and she's going to teach me what to do. So I'll be applying. She's going to be teaching. Yeah. And I said to her, she said, this is something I'm already thinking. She's actually looking at running courses for people mm. who want to be on social media to mm. you know she's a clever person she's a clever clever mm. woman mm. and you know and she's going to be innovating already 
you know, she's already got plans afoot to innovate for her own business. And, mm. you know, I mean, that's makeup where we would assume mm. she has to be in my face to do the things. Well, no, she's, you know, mm. she can teach me how to do the mm. things. And I think that could be true of so many professions. Um, the, the people who do my nails for me here in Melbourne, um, they've now got a kit that you can buy from their website mm-hmm. to get your nail gels off without destroying yeah. nails in the process. You know, so you've got oh, a little kit and the instructions of what you need to do. People are really clever. All I should, I should that order that because nerves. my nails are looking horrendous. See? Yes. See, there's, there's definitely I'll buy demand you one. for it. I'll buy you one. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you one. <laughs> I you know, and I think you know. I, I think I think mm. I think that what I'm seeing is a little bar. Mm. Oh, they're having to get their heads around that. I think uh, we're going to see a lot more of. Mm. Um, to in the past where companies complained that people weren't as productive mm. when they worked from home. There's going mm. to be, I believe, there's going to be a, a, um, a shift in this. Like it's going to mm. change how we work from home if we work from home, how mm. our businesses and our, and our organisations support us to work from home, mm. but also how our community embraces mm. the flexibility mm. that comes with not just telehealth but all sorts of things, you know, being able yeah. to get a makeup consultation from anybody anywhere all of a sudden it, it's opened right up, you know, mm. hairdressers could be teaching me mm. to cut my own kid's hair. Um, mm. You know, there's so, Ooh, many, so many different things. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave that in my husband's department, the cutting of the hair. <laughs> but it, 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 it's so true, right? And it might be annoying, but the fact is that we have to almost run into that brick wall before we innovate, right? Because otherwise, why would, why would you? Unless you're just an innovative think, thinker, but we get so caught up in the day-to-day management of our business systems, processes, HR, marketing, all that stuff that we don't really innovate unless we have to. So I know it's, it's frustrating, it's overwhelming, it's like annoying, but it, the brick wall is a blessing in disguise. And yes, it's currently it's the pandemic, but at other times it's gonna be other stuff like you've mentioned. And it's really em- embracing the brick wall, so to speak. And I, and I guess, the, um, you know, coming back to the title of our podcast, the things that shit us about our, our industry and the one thing that we love, well, the one thing that I do love is that there is such a huge group of practice owners out there that, that are embracing it, right? That are going, you know what, yeah. it's scary, it's yeah. hard, it's different, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to be brave and going to give myself permission to to think differently and and risk because that's what they're doing risk the wrath of other people in the industry because how do you do things differently right (laughs) and because that's what they're risking they have gone through that process because you know I've been there, done that. You know, you, you, you think you have that sleepless night. You go, how does this impact everybody? How does it benefit everybody? Okay, it, you know, I've ticked all the boxes. I'm not breaking any rules. It's all good. Yes, I'm going to do it. And then for other people to come down on you like a ton of bricks, um, you know, you risk a lot of your sense of self when you do things differently. Um, and especially in our industry, um, talking mental health professionals, you know, sometimes 
we can come across a bit condescending like we know better and I will say that because I'm a psychologist myself I can say that yep. that's just how it is yep. right um, and we need to be careful not to do that but kudos therefore to these practice owners and business owners out there that are actually risking that and they go okay even despite mm. the criticism I know that this is the right course of action because you might not mm. see it today. This is a process of innovation. You're going to see it in three months and mm. in six months. Yep. That's when, when the chips yep. are going to fall then and then we're going to see the consequences yep. as a result of the decisions we are making right now. And I think you have frozen. Yeah, I think so. You're back. I, I'm back. I keep freezing. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> I think so. You know, I mean, I mean, amazing things. You know, my youngest is going to be starting drum lessons soon with the drum teacher and it's all going to be online and it's going to be wow. super exciting. And my oldest is going to be having his um, acting classes resumed this week and it's a group um, acting workshop, but that's all going to be online. Uh, we've actually got him a tutor as well who's going to be doing um, some private acting coaching with him and weaving into that some kind of like English literature curriculum as well. Oh, awesome. You know, I mean, all of these things can happen. Oh, it's going to be fun, right? Um, yeah. Meanwhile, you know, a lot of parents are making decisions. I've got a visitor. A lot of parents are making decisions, those, those who are, you know, working in essential roles about whether or not they're going to stay at home and teach their kids from home or whether they're going to send their kids to school so they can keep working. And I think uh, this is something actually struck me um, last night, the idea that, you know, mental health professions, you know, we're cons considered an essential service. And I think there's a lot of us who, who will be grappling make and I think that that's another area where judgment and criticism needs to well and truly take a back seat mm -hmm. because every family who makes that choice whether that's keeping their kids at home or sending their kids to school it's going to be a difficult choice yeah. for those families we need to just support mm -hmm. families in whatever mm -hmm. they choose is right for them so many 100 this whole judgment thing mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. it is yeah, I mean, uh, even for myself, I actually called my kids' school on Friday. No, Thursday, Thursday, because mm. I was grappling with that decision. Yep. It's like, it's like, mm. I don't know. Do I have permission? Don't I? What do they think? You know, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's, it's really tough making that decision in mm. terms of, you know, um, you know, so many stuff, social pressure really there's a lot of social pressure um in terms yeah. of making these decisions so um you know i just go i'm not judging anybody else and i therefore in turn expect people not to judge me i know they will i because that's what people do right but i just go back again to you know have proper decision making gone into this if yes and it aligns with values situations circumstances all that stuff because you know again we don't know what's going on in other people's lives we don't know what's going on behind their doors be, uh, within their business within their family we don't know right yep. and i think it's it's, yep. it's very harsh to to just assume that you do and to brush every paint everybody with the same brush because it mm. is so different um, and really yeah. respecting the choices that people make, whether those are yeah. more personal social choices um, or business related choices. Mm. 
Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. I think that's right. And there are so many families, you know, affected in different ways. And um, you, my, my husband and I are grappling with this ridiculous decision at the moment. Um, and we're not going to rush into this one, mind you. But uh, you know, our home in Hobart um, is sitting there empty. Un, you know, I mean, not empty. It's full of all our stuff, like as if we just mm. walked off to the shop five minutes ago. You know, everything's still there. Yeah. Um, we, as you know, we, you know, we got my husband out of Tassie very, in very dramatic circumstances as all the flights around him started getting cancelled. Um, we were worried he was going to get trapped there. But now we have to... ...back to Tassie. ride it out you know either choice is a difficult is a difficult choice you know we leave that house sitting there not earning an income as a rental property or do we mm. staying together as a family because it makes the most sense and, and is better for us mm. as a family but you know we don't know how long we can also leave the house just sitting there it's yeah. ridiculous you know no matter what we decide mm. to do it will be a difficult choice at the end of the day mm. And I think that raises the, the fact that yeah. a lot of people, families, businesses are experiencing consequences that you can't mm. see at the surface. That's it. Um, That's whether it. that is financial consequences or emotional consequences, mm. the consequences run really, really deep. We just don't know all the details behind it. Um, and yep. we are all impacted so differently. And it really comes mm. back again to that compassion and empathy that yeah. each of us yeah. are trying to do the right thing. That's it. That's exactly right. Mm. That's exactly right. I think, that, and that, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, at mm. the end of the day, most people are trying to do the right thing in really difficult and unique mm. uh, novel circumstances. And... Mm. Yeah, I think we owe it to each other to practice mm. a bit more compassion and, and mm. less judgment and criticism. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just glad to have a, a friend like Dr. Tess Crawley that I can reach out to when time gets tough. I think that is, you know, <laughs> it, it's so important to have somebody in your corner. I, uh, you know, every week mm. as I go through this, I'm just reminded of how important it is right to have somebody that you can talk to not your husband yeah, because they don't fully understand no, no, well mine no. doesn't no. you know it's no. like that you can you can give them certain little pieces but other pieces you can't whereas having somebody that you can just go unbox <laughs> it at 10 p.m at night yes <laughs> and then you get an immediate response back most of the times it's like oh <laughs> so so helpful Awesome. Oh, we're frozen again. But that's how it is. Modern technology, modern technology. Oh, yeah. So before we finish off, we've got 10 minutes and I've got no idea what the power is like on my phone. What is happening in your world at the moment? Are you running any uh, programs or stuff? How can people work with you right now? Oh, Ooh, how can people work with me right now? Well, actually, um, people can reach out to me uh, and work one-on-one -on -one with me if they're keen to. Mm -hmm. um, I am giving thought to an, a new um, a new 
90 day program. So I have my no quarter mm -hmm. program uh, and usually mm -hmm. that fits in with the quarters of the year and people tend to roll from one quarter to the next and often mm -hmm. repeat that program onwards. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm thinking about doing something similar for a 12 week period of time, but making mm. it a definite standalone thing. And it may actually, it may actually have a curriculum to it. So I haven't really got Ooh. that nutted out yet, but if people are interested, certainly let me know yeah. if you're interested, cause I'd be welcome, welcoming any, mm. any ideas and suggestions about what that mm. might look like in terms of benefit to people. Mm. So if you've got ideas mm. that you want to share with me or questions you want to mm. ask me or mm. requests that you want to make, um, <laughs> I think, brand new thing that's sort of fallen into my lap over the last week which is very mm. exciting i was telling you about that before we started recording yeah so um that's taking shape and is going to take up a mm. lot of my my focus mm. but i think i'll be keeping people in the mm. loop with the progress mm. on that because it's something i'm really passionate mm. about and excited about so it's going to harness all and of, of the course stuff i've been talking about lately and mm. of course and of course there is never better time than right now to get into the Better Access and Beyond program. I actually got a yeah. um, boxer from yes. Chelsea this morning because, um, yeah. as you know, Chelsea and Ash is in that group. And she said, yes. can you have a talk with Ash, with Tess, because we need like group access for each and every one of our reception people. How can we pay for that? It's a good investment. We meet them all in that group so they know what's going on. So, uh, I mean, Chelsea and Ash has been in that group, what, Less than 10 days and they just think it's amazing. Best thing since sliced so bread. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, so, so that's, that's yeah. a group for, it's, it started out as being just about, you know, private practice mm. and Medicare. And, it's, and I can see the scope now that it will be beyond Medicare, which is why it's better access and beyond, you know, beyond Medicare. It'll be the program to be in if you want just little updates here and there and little tips here and there on how to, how to, um, you know, keep your practice ticking over and mm. tackling tackling the difficult bits that we all have to tackle. Mm. What have you got? Mm. What have you got going at the moment? Have you got you've got something coming up too? Well, I'll just uh, again say, and, and no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not an affiliate, but I think the better access and beyond is the best value um, subscription group there is out there. Thank you. In our industry, that's just how mm. it is, and I think each and every practitioner that works with Medicare needs to be in there. Wow. That's, that's a good wrap. That's Thank just it. Let's <laughs> yeah. just say that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's like when people ask questions about uh -huh. them, go, why aren't you in Tessa's group? That's where you need to go and ask these questions, right? Because that's where mm. all the answers are, the correct that's where, answers. That's where all the answers are. There might are. be a hundred answers out there but the correct answers that's where you will find those mm -hmm. because as we know mm -hmm. sometimes medicare doesn't even know the correct answers a test does <laughs> is that i don't rush in with mm. um new advice until i've checked my sources so so mm. um it, sometimes people are sharing things into the group or sharing things in other platforms and mm. I'm actually weighing up mm. what else is going on in the background before I go making announcements mm. sometimes. So it's, yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's based on a lot of factual information based on, on a lot of experience and training that I've had. Mm. And um, plus it's a really nice bunch of human beings. I have to say yeah. it's a really lovely yeah. group. I, I love the tone mm. 
and I think your mm. groups are the same, you know, generally speaking, our mm. the tones of the communities, I've mentioned this before, the communities of mental mm. health professionals we have in our groups are actually, you know, outstanding. Yeah. And I do I do appreciate and love that and very grateful for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So to find that group, they where do they sign? You'll put the link on in the comments. Oh yeah. Um, do that. <laughs> yes, you have to. <laughs> and uh, in my world currently, of course, last week, Thursday, I launched my program on introducing online group programs into your service offering. Yes. So that's for any practitioner that wants to run either a therapeutic, psych educational or self-study online mm. group. Yeah. And that starts actually next week. And it's they so can just exciting. go to gertamala.com.au forward slash online group programs. It's as easy as that. And we already have 44 people signed up. That's brilliant. Um, yes that's brilliant what very impressed with that and again i am impressed because it it links back to you know the one thing that we love about our industry and our people for today's podcast that Mm -hmm. there are people going you know what there's already a lot of change happening but i'm gonna take this on i'm gonna pivot and i'm gonna try something new and i think that was for me when i when i saw this morning 44 people when i checked i went wow that's just like amazing that people are it's actually amazing. saying amazing. Yeah. I'm happy to step out of my comfort zone. It's like job mm-hmm. done. 44 people's in there. That's perfect. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. But it's That's still awesome. open. People can still join until next week, Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking so forward to running that program. That's so cool. And what I love about that is it's also something, you know, innovative for people to add mm. to what they're offering in their private practices. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, again, you know, relying on Medicare and what Medicare does or doesn't allow, this is another example of where you actually don't have to care what yeah. Medicare does or doesn't support. Mm. You can do these mm. in your business anyway because there will yeah. be people out there. In fact, Gerda, I was thinking about you this morning. Mm. I was reading an article uh, about up to launch her private mm. practice uh, clinical psychologist mm. about to launch her private practice in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, focusing on women and bang, the coronavirus hit and she couldn't even open her doors. And so she's immediately mm. um, branched into online groups, subscription based mm. groups at the moment, just offering initial group um, offerings around anxiety yeah. and parenting and lots of things that, that women women mm. are dealing with. And I thought, what a clever, clever, and she's a, a young woman, mm. what a clever young woman to just mm. say, damn it, I'm, I'm launching anyway. It's just going to be yeah. different than I thought. And, yeah. you know, and not worrying about what others in her community might think mm. about the fact that she's gone immediately mm. full digital group-based, not even mm. individual-based, but group-based. And, um, and she's letting the individual therapy come second, mm. so getting to more yeah. people more quickly. So one to many, as you've said before, you know, one to many mm-hmm. doing that first because of the, the, the need that she can see in the community. I mean, it's so clever. Yeah. So, you know, again, we don't I, have I, to rely on what. Mm. Uh, you know, insurance bodies mm. and other funding sources. Yeah we can actually make business choices that are, you know, meeting the needs of our clients and offering something to our clients. And then it's up to our mm. clients, our customers, up to our clients mm. to choose whether or not they take that up. All we can do is offer it. 100%. And, and that just, that shows such leadership by a young person. And, you know, at the end of the day, 
the vision is the same, helping people. We're just getting there Mm -hmm. with a different Mm -hmm. pathway. Mm -hmm. That's all Mm -hmm. it is really at the end of the day. We're just taking a bit of a different path to get there, but you need to hold on to the vision of why it is that you do this. That's it. That's exactly Mm. right. That's exactly right. Mm. Now we have got some, I think we've got some comments. I don't know if they're questions or comments. Let me just have a little look. Uh, I'll go to my page. Lisa's saying that we're lovely men. We're great mentors. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. And (laughs) Martha's saying she's such a tragic signing up for all the things. That's, you're not tragic, (laughs) Martha. You're just uh, enthusiastic and we love that about you. Um, Yes. Okay, so look, I think I think if mm. you could, I've put the Medicare Better Access mm. and Beyond link into the comments mm. on my page. So if you can do the yeah. same with your um, training around running groups, and, um, and then people can and, access and, us if they want to. But of yeah. course, people should feel free to just message us privately and, and mm. um, ask questions if that's what they need to do as well. If they can't yeah. find what they're looking for, mm. perfect. All good. There you are. There I am. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. I think it's the phrasing is telling us that we are done for the day. (laughs) I think we are done for the day. My internet is telling me it's time to wrap up. Mm. So I'm Mm. going to finalise the podcast recording. Thank you for those joining us later on the podcast. Always a pleasure to have you with us and we'll see you next time.